1: when you're able to take a step back mm. he is walking and speaking without and speech impediment and he's mm. strong and he's he's in no pain yeah he doesn't have <laughs> any of that i mean he doesn't yeah. ever have to worry about any of that right Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa, and around here, we know that life is hard, and we got to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com cultivatingthelovely, Or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Thanks so much for joining me today. All right, ladies. So this week's episode was originally going to be a fun, lighthearted gift guide episode. I really wanted to deliver something that would be interesting and helpful to you guys before Black Friday hit. And then life happened and my brother passed away two weeks ago and so we decided to switch gears and we will be bringing our gift guide episode next week but this week my friend shell bruises and i who you've heard on the show before decided to come together and do an episode that is not only to honor him and talk about what life was like with a brother with disabilities um but also to talk about grief and handling grief and what that means and what that looks like for different people and how you can be there for others who are experiencing grief. So while this hadn't been an episode that I had planned or ever wanted to do, that is what we felt like would be most appropriate. And so I hope that even if you aren't facing grief, that this is maybe a helpful or informative episode on how you can help others in grief. And maybe you'll just listen out of pure curiosity. So thank you so much for hanging with me during what was already a really difficult time and just got a lot harder. Um, But I so appreciate all of you who have been loyal supporters and encouragers and who have reached out on social media. You guys mean so much to me and really have kept me afloat during a lot of these times so many of you just checking in on how we're doing and and I really really appreciate each and every one of you who have done so and who continue to listen loyally to the show and share it with your friends thank you so much to each and every one of you all right so let's get on with this episode in honor of my brother Caleb Kappa okay well welcome back shell (laughs) Hey friend. I love you. I <laughs> love you too. So everybody, we are, are doing, you know, a very different episode as you will have heard in the introduction today than what is normal. But given what has happened lately, I can't really make my brain work to do anything other than this. And uh, We just felt like, you know, hopefully this can be something that is honoring to my brother, but also maybe helpful to other people who are facing grief or grief around the holidays. um, Any of those things, I guess. So we're just going to kind of see where this conversation leads. But Mm -hmm. so the gist of it is, I guess when this episode comes out, it will have been two weeks ago. Um, that my brother, Caleb Mm Kappa, passed away. He was my younger brother. He was 33 when he died. And Shell was the perfect person to have on this episode because she's the first person that I called. Um, Mm -hmm. We've talked on the show before, you know, Shell is one of those people that is like real life hands-on friend. Mm -hmm. And luckily she lives about three minutes from my house mm-hmm. and her, my kids call her aunt, you know, they think of her kids as cousins, you know, it's been such a special relationship. And mm-hmm. one that I, I find very interesting, you know, like maybe six months ago, we had a conversation about mm-hmm. like, we, out of our friend group, we're the only ones who just have one Brother, like we don't have yes. any other siblings. It's just mm-hmm. us and a brother, mm-hmm. and we're both the oldest, and, right? I have that right. yep. <laughs> yep. we are. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we don't have sisters, and like all of our friends have these big families, it seems like, and at least a sister who are like, mm-hmm. well, we kind of have to be each other's sisters because mm-hmm. we don't have that. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful to have this person that God has, you know, put in my life to have that role and that my kids feel that way about, you know, that, that whole, your whole family, especially in light of something like this. Yeah. We just
0: love you guys so much. And, um, I just want to say, first of all, like how sorry I am, and how much I hate that we even have to have this conversation today. Um, and how brave I think you are for having it and how much you love, love your brother and, um, to be able to, um, just really go and put yourself out in the middle of some really raw, fresh grief for you. Um, yeah. So thank you, Mackenzie, for just sharing your heart right now. And, um, yeah, we love you. We love you guys so much and your kids and, um, just so thankful for the friendship that God has given us. Yeah.
1: Well, and I don't know, I don't feel brave, like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't I know. feel brave about, you know, any of the past yeah. couple of years. It's just like doing what you've got to do. But mm-hmm. I, I do like as much as I want this episode to be like something that honors him and talks about him. Like, I think mm-hmm. hopefully there's so many other things in it that can mm-hmm. bless other people mm-hmm. who have mm-hmm. similar, you know, circumstances mm-hmm. or whatever. mm mm-hmm but yeah, me too. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll just, we'll just see kind of how it is. The, I kind of want to like go back to the beginning, you know, like what mm-hmm. was it like? Well, first of all, I should say, cause some people have asked, was this expected? And no, mm-hmm. it was, it was not expected. It was, mm-hmm. um, it was very traumatic and we actually still don't yeah. have the details. Um, we thought we had the details of what happened, and then we got back my brother's phone and realized that some things were not lining up with the story mm-hmm. that we were given. And so it is actually um, being investigated. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into too much detail or talk about, you know, well, he died from this because we're actually not sure right. what he died from. We, mm-hmm. we do know that he was struggling a lot at the end and we can kind of talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but no, this wasn't expected. So while well, because my brother had spina bifida, mm-hmm. so it, he had had health and physical struggles his entire life. I mean, mm-hmm. for people who aren't familiar with what spina bifida is, um, when a baby is born with spina bifida, their back is either open Like they have a hole that is exposing like the spine and the nerves or Mm -hmm. there's a bubble over that hole. And he didn't have the bubble. He just had it open. But Mm -hmm. while my mom was pregnant, you know, this was the 80s. right? And she had actually requested an ultrasound. Mm -hmm. And her doctor said, no, that's not necessary. You know, that's kind of a lot of hogwash. It's not going to help us with anything. And so he wouldn't do it, even though my mom asked for one. If they had known, he probably would have been born via C-section, but he he wasn't, and so they um she had a vaginal birth, and from like the point that even when they her water broke, they knew something Uh was wrong, but they just told her to like push harder, get the baby out. (laughs) I just that wouldn't happen today, you know. It'd be like automatic, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And he may have not had as many. Complications as he did, uh-huh. in a way, it seemed like he almost had like some CP, some cerebral palsy, on top right. of the uh-huh. spina bifida, just because of the way his stuff presented. But I mean, he mm-hmm. he had a whole host of things along with the spina bifida. He had something called Arnold Chiari, where his mm-hmm. brain was like tilted back in his head and like resting mm-hmm. on his stem and so that affected like his speech and his fine motor right. skills and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, he had Hydrocephaly, I believe, is what it's called, and they had to put it shunt in because basically his brain fluid w- wouldn't drain mm-hmm. properly. So at a very young mm-hmm. age, I mean, within days of, I think the next day after birth, they closed his back. That was his very wow. hard surgery. Yeah. You know, so it's oh. just, he had 24 surgeries in all, and these were <sighs> not like small things. These right. were like major, major yes. you know, rods in his back and mm-hmm. from the base of his head, you know, base of his skull mm. all the way down to his tailbone. I mean, like that's the extent of the rods he had. And <sighs> I mean, one time he had to have his all-in-one surgery, his femur cut, and turned because his leg was starting to turn in on one side because he walked until he was 13. Mm-hmm. Shelf built on his hip because his hip was dislocating. And then they also cut the tendons in his hips, knees, and ankles to lengthen them. Ugh. And then they put him in a body cast for seven weeks. Oh. So, I mean, and that was when he was 13. I mean, the guy oh. grew just... So- much and, suffering. Yeah, so so much, and you know something in that, his young life. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, I can't it's even imagine that, that people keep telling us over and over again is he never complained about the physical stuff. How? I mean, as his face that is incredible. You'd hear him, you know, be frustrated. Yeah. But for the most part, like he really, he really didn't like my parents always say, like, I was the difficult baby. (laughs) (laughs) I was the one who was colicky and crying, you know, (laughs) like, I think a lot of times babies who have that stuff, it's like, just from the beginning, they have to deal with all of that. And so it's like, they kind of get used to it to a certain extent, and he was a pretty happy baby for all intents and purposes. I mean, when we were- Which is amazing. It really is. (laughs) It's really incredible. (laughs) We were making the slideshow, and there's just all these pictures of him just- I mean, one of the things about him was he just had this incredible smile. It would light yeah. up the room. And oh, these wow. pictures of him, I mean, he was just so, like, jolly and happy as a baby. I'd be, like, wow. sitting there, like, half a <laughs> the picture, and he's, like, ding! Like, oh. He just was so, like, happy. And oh. yeah. And he just, wow. That so, is incredible. It, it really is that somebody can go through everything that he went through yes. and and still, like, have a... Joy and like yeah, Yeah. uh, always find funny things to talk about and yeah yeah it was that was pretty amazing about him but Mm -hmm. you know we were 21 months apart so (laughs) I wasn't even two when he came home from the hospital and Mm -hmm. I just like he's I never remember life without him right before yeah (laughs) and he just I never because he was my only sibling. Mm -hmm. And he had a disability. Like I didn't know what it would have been like to have a sibling that wasn't disabled. Right. So it was just truly all I'd ever known. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. when we were little, because he had a speech impediment and he went to a lot of speech therapy and everything. Mm-hmm. which i would be there for a lot of it like mm-hmm. i i remember going but to you know his different therapies and stuff but i just never even really thought about it and i i didn't know i was doing this when i was little but i would interpret for him like people oh, that's the sweetest. <laughs> it, it really was like looking back you on it you understood his language <laughs> i completely understood him people would always oh. say like what did he say and I'd be like he said blah 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 like what is wrong with you like why can't you understand him it's so easy (laughs) to understand what he was saying and so I just I always could understand him and I was literally I remember where I was I was 15 when my mom said to me something about well because of your brother's speech impediment and I was like wait stop right there he has a speech impediment, <laughs> and she was oh, like I Are, I, she was like, "Are you <laughs> kidding? like what did you think like all those years of speech therapy and everything were And I was like, "Hold on, and I remember like going up to him and being like say something and <laughs> like actually listening for the first time to try to hear that and being like weird like I had no idea like, because it just sounded like that's you know my brother and yeah. I could always understand him and I just right you spoke the same language yeah. and it was just so oh. funny to me and like even all the like medical stuff you know you just get used yeah. to it it's all just very commonplace and that's what mm-hmm. it takes to survive and yes. it's like not a big deal and I think maybe that kind of set me up even when back when I was a doula because it was just like well these things just have to happen like it Uh didn't really didn't really ever bother me it was just like that's what it is ladies tis the season to be getting all of our Christmas shopping done and while giving holiday gifts is great overspending on all those gifts is definitely not so why spend more than you have to Finding the lowest price is easy if you have honey honey is a free browser extension that automatically finds the best promo codes whenever you shop online this means you always get the best deals without even trying on over 20,000 sites such as Amazon eBay j crew Sephora Expedia Target Best Buy and many more honey has definitely been helping me as I have been keeping my eye on my holiday shopping for my kids I had stuck a whole bunch of stuff into my Amazon cart and I have been watching as honey has been telling me how many times the price has changed, what I've saved, whether or not I'm getting the best deal. It's huge. You guys, I just have all their stuff in there and I'm going through and Honey's letting me know, yep, this is a good time to buy and it's the lowest you're going to find. And it's completely free. You just add this extension. There's really no reason why you wouldn't want to use Honey. Honey has found it's over 10 million members, over a billion dollars in savings. Honey supports over 20,000 stores online and Honey has over 100,000 plus five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store so if you're buying gifts this holiday season then you need honey if you're not you probably know someone who is so do them a solid and tell them about honey honey can help make sure that you're getting the best price for whatever you're buying it's free to use and installs in just two clicks get honey for free at joinhoney.com lovely that's joinhoney.com lovely I even remember in like junior high or high school, I had a friend who had a sister who had um, a disability as well. And there were Mm -hmm. more mental components and whatever, because my brother was very sharp. Um, Yes. But her sister had a lot more mental challenges as well. Mm -hmm. And I remember her talking to me and saying, I'm joining this support group for siblings of people with disabilities. I was like, oh, that's so great. I think that's gonna be really good for you. Like I'm really glad that you're doing Mm -hmm. that. And Mm -hmm. then she was like, well, I was wondering if you wanted to join it with me. And legitimately my reaction was what why would I join it? Like what why would I be there just like to support you? Or and she was like, Your brother? (laughs) I was like, oh, (laughs) <laughs> I forgot like I, and she oh. just looked at me like I was crazy but it just oh. I never knew anything different and so right. I, I didn't feel like something I needed support for or I needed to grapple with or you know right just, that's just the way it was you know and that must
0: have had a lot to do with how well your mom and dad loved you guys too like oh, that yeah. had to have been
1: a big part of this yeah uh, well and I mean, my mom and dad, it's it's so interesting going through the loss of a sibling, because mm-hmm. it's obviously very different than the loss of a child. Right. They, I, Somebody reached out to me and said, like, mm. when you lose a child, you're losing your future. When you lose mm. a parent, you're losing your past. Mm. And when you lose a sibling, you're losing your past, present, and future, oh. because they're that person who's supposed to be with you throughout your whole life, basically. And Mm -hmm. it's it I think it is different for me because of all of his challenges and whatnot. I did always Mm -hmm. think he would probably go before me. Yeah. I didn't think he was gonna be the one, you know, caring for my parents when they got older and that sort of thing. I knew that Mm -hmm. all those responsibilities were gonna fall on my shoulders anyway. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think we would lose him this Soon. Of course. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And mm. so it's, it is, it's just a very different thing. But my parents, they, I mean, this is crazy. This, I think, is also like so. I don't know if this is because it was the time or whatever, mm-hmm. but in the 80s when my brother was born, mm-hmm. and the doctor came into my mom and said, he has spina bifida here's we can either try to work to save him he may never speak he may never walk he may never any of that or just let him go (laughs) and she was like what are you talking about (laughs) do everything that you can for that baby and she said like I know that there was grief and processing that happened later on but she said initially it was just like this is my kid. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to like help him. You know, it's of like to learn all yeah. the medical stuff, and they had to. Right. You know, my mom especially has been such a huge advocate mm-hmm. and a researcher, and like figuring yeah. out everything that would need to be done to help him. And both of my parents were so discerning about what surgeries should and shouldn't be done.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, the level of care. That they yeah. invested into his life right up to the very end. I mean, they he still lived yeah. with them. And, you know, I I have so much respect for my parents and yes. everything that they did to really yeah. try to not just help him survive, but give him a really good life. I mean, yeah. we were going through the pictures. It was incredible the things this kid tried. Like <laughs> For somebody who had all the physical limitations that he uh. did, you know, he tried indoor rock climbing and he oh, I love it. Water skied and he snow skied. Wow. I've never even snow skied. <laughs> like right. He that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I've never water skied for that matter. <laughs> like he wow. went horseback riding and he I mean like there's just this list he was in plays cuz obviously I did a lot of that and so he would be in plays. Yeah. He did wheelchair sports. He did two Paralympic trials. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. Like, like ping wow. pong, <laughs> and like. I love it. And you know, I mean, all these crazy things where he had all these experiences in his mm-hmm. life, and that yeah. I think was just so. It's just incredible, incredible. And your
0: parents are totally my heroes. And. Just what I'm hearing you say is that they didn't have any limits for him. I mean, even less than a child that didn't have disabilities like that. Yeah, I I totally. That's incredible. That's amazing. Wow.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I love hearing that. I mean, they really, they really tried to do whatever they could to give him like the most opportunities. Right. life that they could and the fact that then at the same time they were like doing all this theater stuff and everything with me like I mean my grandma had a big part in that too she was very Mm -hmm. hands-on and very involved and driving places and you know helping all of that happen
0: right
1: it's it's pretty amazing that we did as much as we did yeah it's it's yeah I wow nothing but respect and Mm -hmm. i'm i'm in awe of all of Mm -hmm. them and all that they went um yeah it's wow what do you mean me too yeah me too wow and thanks for sharing that yeah thank you (laughs) um (laughs) i was just thinking though that like and i don't know we can cut this if you don't want to talk about it but i think that you probably saw some of that same sort of thing with your parents with your brother getting leukemia mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. having to be the ones to like research everything and like do mm-hmm. everything they could mm-hmm. to get him better. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. It's so interesting. He was three mm-hmm. um, when they discovered the tumor and, um, yeah, the way that they advocated for him and it was really against what, I mean, it was scary for them. Like yeah. they, they ended up in the end after all the research they did kind of, um, with threats of <laughs> him yeah. being taken away because it wasn't necessarily maybe what the protocol would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and he did have a surgery to remove the tumor that was, um, it ended up being done by the most prestigious surgeon of, at the time. And it was seven hours long. And I mean, wow. it was just, um, but then just really like throwing their, complete selves into researching all about this and then making a decision that was so scary based on just what they felt like God was saying. So go ahead and take this. And they decided to treat him naturally instead of, um, falling through with chemotherapy and, um, brought him home instead. And and God did heal him. And um, it is an amazing story, but just the courage that it took for them to um, listen to God and listen to just kind of the intuition, you know? And yeah. it, I mean, I hear that so much with your, your parents too, and how the, the intuition, because of their love for Caleb, like of how they were able to just raise him with such an amazing experience. Yeah. Um, is that is, it's just so such an extra depth of love. I feel like <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah anyhow and sacrifice you know
1: Mm -hmm. well and being (laughs) willing to go up against what the medical recommendation was I mean there were numerous that my parents had to do that too right a doctor would say I'm going to do this big crazy surgery on your side because I think that's what's necessary and my parents having the wherewithal to say "Mm, I think we're going to get a second opinion (laughs) you know yeah that doesn't sound right. It takes, yeah, a lot yeah. of courage, huh?
0: Yeah. I <laughs> really love for does. your kid where you don't care, you know, you, you don't yeah. care as much what someone else says and, and needing to know that second opinion is so important. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, and then <sighs> that's, that's when my parents started taking us every year over to the children's hospital in Seattle. So that was, mm-hmm. our, that was our family vacation. every Right. You know, every yep. spring break we would head yep. up and it was right when all the trees would be blooming, like all the pink trees, when you'd be crossing the bridge into Seattle. And I was like, "Oh, this is you know our our vacation every year at the <laughs> hospital for three or four days." But when they took him there, I just heard the story from my dad the other day. Apparently, the doctor said to my dad, "Jeff, don't take your Porsche to a Ford garage." Like. <laughs> If you've got an issue, like you got, you can't just get to, and and since then, (laughs) our our local medical community has gotten much better than it was in, you know, the eighties, but back then we didn't have that sort of medical infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And so Seattle and going to children's was really the way to go. And thank goodness that they did, you know? Yes. No kidding. I but know yeah. we
0: stayed there for 10 days um, oh, with Nate. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's funny I can totally I, pick, I can picture you guys there cuz yeah. you know we were there too, but
1: <laughs> Yeah. that's not, so not interesting every spring, like you were Yeah, once. But um but I don't I don't know if I've ever met anybody else who's had to go there with yeah. their sibling. You know, that's right. really interesting. But it I, is. <laughs> I lost a tooth in one of the physical therapy rooms. <laughs> you birth. have a lot of memories there. <laughs> yeah, like it's <laughs> just like this it was yeah. this part of of our life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there were, I got to say, a few perks to having a brother with a disability. (laughs) (laughs) Like when we went to, um, we went on a trip to California, it was like really the only major vacation that we ever went on as a family. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so we hit Disneyland, Universal Studios and SeaWorld back before that was not not an okay thing to do. So fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, I just remember because we, he wasn't in a chair at that point. He was walking, but we took a chair, like he had a chair for if we were going long distances or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so we brought the chair with us so that he would have it in the parks. And because of the chair, they had special, it was like, this was back before fast passes or Uh those kinds of things. Like you just had to wait in line for hours to get on all of the rides. Mm -hmm. And so we got to go in a special, either through the exit or through a special handicapped entrance for all. And we got to skip all the lines. So we got to ride whatever we wanted to ride. (laughs) Some of them, like they didn't have handicap exits at the end like i remember the haunted mansion you had to take an escalator to get out of and so oh, wow. instead of doing that they had us ride backwards through the entire ride so, oh no way yeah so we got like a little bit of behind the scenes stuff no and then yeah and then we actually got to see because like there's an elevator at the beginning where like that you don't know you're in an elevator but like all the pictures grow and like we got to see them shrink and like oh, so Fine. everything backwards <laughs> and it was so cool and I remember my parents even at that point because he could walk you know decently well uh-huh. and when he would because we'd get up to the ride and he would just hop out of his wheelchair and go get on the ride <laughs> and they were like That's, like a little bit more like this is a strong <laughs> like we don't want to look like we just like bought this wheelchair for, you know and oh, so but it was <laughs> amazing that we got to ride everything like all these rides we got to ride multiple times our favorites and I had always joked like someday I'm gonna take you with me when I take my kids to That's Disneyland, right. so that we can That's get right. <laughs> <laughs> but he was always just like so good humored about it and oh yeah so, so there were there were some things like that that you just kind of have to shamelessly take advantage of. Oh.
0: If that's the hand you've
1: been dealt, you know, oh my goodness, yes, like yeah. <laughs> exactly,. <Yeah. laughs> Ladies, you know I love some skincare, but you know what? In the winter our skincare really has to change because I know around here it's already gotten really cold and that can really strip away all your natural oils and lead to irritated and cracked skin. But with the right skincare routine, your skin can stay vibrant and healthy All season long. And one of my favorite brands for doing that is BioClarity. It's a clean and green skincare brand with products that just work. Their routines contain naturally derived non-toxic ingredients that are gentle on your skin, which keeps your skin looking young and fresh without the harsh side effects of other brands. Personally, I use this brand for both myself and my son. It helps to keep his skin clear at 13 years old, and it helps me to feel like my skin is always nourished. It helps me to reduce redness, improve the texture of my skin. Plus, I love knowing that I can trust the ingredients. It's super affordable and it's a great value. Because clean skin doesn't have to be more expensive. BioClarity creates affordable options that are healthier for your skin and your wallet. And this holiday season, you can get their ultimate skincare bundle, a $130 value for just $75.95. That's an amazing 40% off deal. And their products really last a long time too. It's the perfect gift for friends and family or even your so, what's inside the ultimate bundle? Well, the Garden Glow mini set, which has TSA-approved sizes, so it's perfect for travel. It's the cleanse. I really love their cleanser. Their clarifying mask. I even use this on my boys. We absolutely love it. Restore and hydrate. It also has Sudsy, a gentle exfoliating body scrub. Hydrating mask. A revitalizing skin soak. That's like a facial in a flash. Zen, which reduces signs of flushed, redness-prone skin, and Dewy Dew, a multitasking magic facial mist. And remember that BioClarity is 100% vegan, non-toxic, cruelty-free, paraben-free, sulfate-free, and artificial fragrance-free, plus they give you a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. So this holiday season, give the gift of glowing skin, courtesy of BioClarity. I love how it keeps my skin young and supple and without redness, and even better, these products are actually affordable. And right now, you can save 15% off everything on BioClarity's website when you use my code LOVELY at checkout. That's on top of the already incredible Forty percent off discount on their ultimate skincare bundle. So that's BioClarity.com, and don't forget to use my code Lovely for fifteen percent off at checkout. And Aww. I remember specifically this one surgery that he had. It was mm-hmm. um, when he had the rods put in his mm-hmm. back because he had an S curve, and it was it had gotten pretty extreme. And so mm. they knew they were going to have to put in major rods, you know, skull to to tailbone. Mm-hmm. And we had it done here locally. And that morning they had him on Valium. So I think he was a freshman in high school. So I would have mm-hmm. been a junior. They had him on Valium and he called the school secretaries. <laughs> and <laughs> he was so loopy. Oh and no. He started singing <laughs> My Heart Will Go On by S- <laughs> And my dad, it was so bad. He would be going, Caleb, sing it higher, sing it louder. And they are wheeling him down the hallway in the hospital and he is just singing. And at one point he asked to be put on like the overhead intercom and my mom was like, no, 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 no. don't do that. Like, let's be sort of reasonable. He and he had this surgery that he had, you know, all day long. And I got there that evening to see him and he was out of recovery, but he was still pretty groggy. And I remember coming in the room and he goes, "McKenzie," cause he never called me. We have weird nicknames. Yeah. You got to tell us what they are. Yeah, but, <laughs> but okay, I'll get to that in a second. So but he okay. goes, Mackenzie, Mc- come here. So I come over to the side of the bed and he, he pulls back the covers and he goes, I got a six pack now (laughs) because it stretched him like five or six inches. Like he was so much taller that everything was just hot. (laughs) He's like, I got a six pack. Like I didn't even have to work for it. Like that—that was the reaction he had to having had this like major major surgery. That is so amazing. yeah. But he was
0: looking for the humor and the best like yeah. in that situation. I can't even imagine. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. That's
1: <laughs> what a remarkable just, spirit. Like yeah. That's just the kind <sighs> of guy he was. Yeah. But but yeah, we had all these nicknames from the time mm-hmm. he came home from the hospital. I called him "Brev" instead of brother. It. And so mm-hmm. I I never used his real name. Like, if I used mm. his real name, there was something wrong. <laughs> you know, I, just, I never used his real name, and he even my trouble, huh? yeah, and <laughs> even my kids called him Uncle oh, Brev. Yeah, Uncle Brev. Yeah, like like I love how that he was always known, and so that is so sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was just very like our thing, you know. And he would always mm-hmm. do some mm-hmm. rendition of my name, usually McKen's and that's but, like <laughs> nicknames are just a thing in my family yeah. we just we all have them and if anybody uses any real anybody's real name then you know some things like <laughs> so that's always that's alarming so yeah oh that's good yeah. oh, but man. it was it, you know people ask like were you close and were my kids close to him and mm-hmm. I mean when we moved out and we moved in with my parents, he lived with my parents as well. And so we lived with him for a long time. And I even think of that first year that I lived with my parents and I didn't have anywhere to go in the evening because I was sleeping on the living room floor with my kids. And so, a lot of nights, I would go and sit in his room and we would watch Mm -hmm. TV together, or I would be in his closet recording auditions. Right. And I just, I would remember, you know, like I would say, like keep messing up a line over and over again. And then I could hear him laughing at me out in his room, you know, and I'd open the closet door and be like, how's that going in there? I'm, like, up? I'm trying. But, you know, he was just so much a part of that because he was mm-hmm. there, and yeah. you know, my kids got to know him in a different way than they ever right. would have been able exactly. to if we hadn't mm-hmm. lived there. And I even look at this mm-hmm. this grieving process of the last week. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know that I would have been allowed to go right to my parents the night that it happened. I mm. don't. I would not have been able to be as hands-on with Mm -hmm. being there for my parents and helping to plan the funeral and, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. all of those things, which I'm so, so grateful Mm -hmm. that I could because Mm -hmm. – I, I knew immediately like this was, I mean, it was crushing to all of us, but I needed right. to be able to, to carry my parents yes. as much as possible. Yes. And, and yeah. I've tried, you know, I mean, it's, it's heavy. You never think you're going to have to call the medical examiner to have right. your siblings body released to the right. cremation service. You know, I mean, right. that's, there are things that are yeah. so hard but i'm so glad that i was able to do for them yes. that they didn't have to be the ones to try to to handle all of that mm-hmm. especially in those first couple of days mm-hmm. and it's really interesting to like see the grieving process like we all mm-hmm. we all process it differently and within a few mm-hmm. days of his death we were able to meet with our pastor who had also yeah. lost a son um, unexpectedly in a difficult situation. And it was Mm. so, I'm so glad that we did that because we go to a very large church and you, it's really easy to get lost there. Right. You know, and Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that he with, you know, thousands of people or whatever that go to that church, that he Mm -hmm. was willing to take the time out and meet with us and hear our stories and talk with us through it all. And, you know, he really expressed um, like his son had had a lot of issues as well. They, they assumed he would always live with them, you know, like they, right. it was that same kind of thing. And he said that someone right in the beginning gave him the gift of saying, You must be heartbroken mm-hmm. and relieved. Mm-hmm. And he said, You know, you don't feel. You don't feel guilty for having grief yeah, broken,
0: right. yeah,
1: but a lot of times, if there's any relief feeling right. that you have, that you can feel guilty about that. Right, of course, yeah. and it's not- it it's hard because my brother had so many physical things, and mm-hmm. he struggled with addiction, and mm-hmm. I think that it was in the end, as difficult as this all is. I think it was a mercy mm-hmm. because. I mean, he was really set up for failure, I feel like, as far as addiction goes, because he'd been given pain medication since he was born, you know? I mean, how can somebody who's been through that much physical trauma and given that much Mm -hmm. pain... I I heard a statistic the other day that if somebody Mm. has their wisdom teeth out before the age of 18 and they're given hydros... That mm. their chances of become like being more likely to become an addict later on in life, they increases by like fifty percent or something crazy, Whoa. because you've been exposed to that before your body is like fully developed. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and so oh goodness, and I'm so I'm probably wow. not getting that statistic completely right, but it was it was something dramatic, and mm. I just think you know he he was so set up. For that right. and he was the most like when we he could walk up and talk to anybody I can get on a <laughs> stage and do anything <laughs> but but he could walk up and tower you know roll up and talk to yeah. anybody and get anybody to love him Aww. and but at the same time he always had I think because of his self-consciousness about yeah his body and everything Mm -hmm. it also held him back from feeling like he like anybody would ever truly accept him and and that put him in a position where he got used by a lot of people who took advantage of his kind giving heart because he so wanted to believe the best in people mm-hmm. and wanted to he he was a big investor like he would go all in you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's sad especially in the end there to see that people really just took advantage of that mm-hmm. and put him in situations that he couldn't get out of mm-hmm. and so as heartbreaking as I'm that so is, so sorry for that. Yeah, I, I mean it. It truly is. Mm-hmm. I I think now you know when you're able to take a step back, mm-hmm. he is walking and yeah. speaking without and speech impediment, and he's mm-hmm. strong and he's he's in no pain. Yeah, he doesn't have. <laughs> any of that. I mean, I just just over a year ago, he had his entire large intestine removed. You know, I mean that's a major, major thing to have to deal with. And he doesn't ever have to worry about any of that. Right. And I just I'm that's all any of us ever wanted. We don't didn't want him Mm -hmm. to die, but we couldn't wait for the day that he would be whole. Yeah. You know, and that he would feel completely loved and accepted mm-hmm. that nobody was using him, nobody was you know mm-hmm. like he was loved just for who he was, and mm-hmm. to know that he is experiencing the fullness of that
0: mm-hmm.
1: is mm-hmm. as much as it hurts and it's still so hard it mm-hmm. it it does take away a little bit of that.
0: A little bit of esteem. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's so much hope in that. And when, um, one word that really stands out to me, I feel like even that night when you had just gotten home and it was late and, um, but you've, you've mentioned it a few other times is just that he's home. Yeah. And, um, I just think like he also has turned all of our hearts and our eyes towards home in the last couple of weeks, so much more. And I'm, I'm so grateful for the gift of that and um, just that longing for heaven that isn't always, I mean, we just kind of get distracted and sidetracked sometimes, but um, I just, I love so much that you're seeing Jesus um, as reaching down and grabbing him out of, I just, that you can see that as a love, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, just to get, to put him in a safe place, to bring him safely home, like, I love that so much that that is how your heart is, um, processing all of this. And, um, it's been really special for me to see that. Um, and I think for someone who hasn't experienced what you guys are walking through right now yet, I mean, that's our greatest fear, right? Is like what happens when we lose our loved one, what happens, you know, in that time. And I mean, for me, the greatest fear is like, how do you even, how do you walk through that? How do you survive that? How does your heart when it's broken (laughs) so fully and completely how, I mean, are you held? Are you held during that? Are you? Uh, and so seeing that has been, I don't know, it just makes me brave knowing that like, that hasn't happened for me yet. But when it does, I know that Jesus is there in that moment and yeah. in every moment. And um, I think that just makes all the difference to be able to grieve with hope and um, yeah, takes a little bit, a tiny, tiny bit of the sting out, like you said.
1: Yeah. And I think at the same time, it's like we ha- you have all those feelings mm. together and you have the moments where you can see God, which I'm so mm. grateful for because it's been mm-hmm. hard to feel like that through the last two years, yeah, really, but I've seen specific ways mm-hmm. where God has shown up. But then also, you know, mm. there's a lot of times just in the day to day when you're dealing with all of it and it's hard and you're frustrated and they're launching this investigation and you know, like all these yeah. things are you know somebody did text my mom and said i want you to tell me where you feel like you know god is showing up for you right now mm. and our response was like you know like all right like how are you feeling held or whatever and it was like no this sucks like don't, yeah. don't we hate this so know, much for you words here like yeah. this is awful and it's the worst <laughs> it's an Unless we're yeah. initiating where we've mm-hmm. seen God coming through, like, mm-hmm. don't, don't Christian at us, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? like, don't, don't speak your Christianese. Don't, that is not helpful. Mm-hmm. And I was so grateful that our pastor really, you know, didn't do that.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: He got yeah. that. And yeah. He, yeah. he he was just there and he listened and you know mm-hmm. he talked about how he processed his grief and how everybody does differently and things to look right. out for and things to be aware of but
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and for the most part we haven't had too much of that you know I'm glad to hear that. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad because I even remember having a miscarriage you know 11 years ago mm-hmm. and. And I think people just, a lot of times, I don't hold it against them. I think they just don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I I always think of, oh, I can't think of who sings the song. It's been blanking on my mind. But this song says, um, I know someday, I know somehow I'll be okay, but not right now. Not right now. And it's like, it's okay. Yeah. That it's not you don't right. feel every moment, like the closest you've ever been to God or, right. you know, whatever. But at the same time, right. you do have those moments where I, I've been able to look and see like, oh, like I, you know, I've told you I volunteered yes. the century this year because yeah. I volunteer thought it was kind of for a different reason that I was doing it, but didn't like, you know, I'm not a sports person. I was just mm-hmm. like, you know, there for Emerson and doing it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, why am I here? And then it turned out that out of this handful of moms that were volunteering, mm-hmm. two of the other moms lost a sibling to addiction. And mm-hmm. one of those moms, her dad is the one who knew my brother and was his mentor and is doing the eulogy like yeah how it, that it's like even months before this happened even months yeah god made a way mm-hmm. for us to have the people around us who would understand yes. and be able to support and mm-hmm. you know i'm that's the kind of thing that just really amazes me mm-hmm. Ladies, I may not have been able to get a gift guide out this week, but I am able to tell you about my very favorite sale of the year, and that is from Plan to Eat. You guys, this is the one. This is the one I wait for all year long because Plan to Eat is 50% off starting this Friday. That's $19.50 for the entire year. You cannot beat that price. But actually, you can because you're a listener of this podcast, so you can get your 60-day free trial And that 50% off subscription, making it $19.50 for 14 months of use of Plan to Eat. That is amazing. But let me back up, you guys. Plan to Eat is my very favorite meal planning service because they've thought of everything. It's super easy to use. They have tools to clip and organize your very own recipes that already fit what your family loves and is used to eating and fit your dietary preferences and all of that. And then you're really easily able to just drag and drop those recipes onto a calendar. It can't get more Simple, except for the fact that you can create entire menus. So you plan a whole week, you turn it into a menu, and then you can repeat that menu again later on, saving you the trouble of having to continuously re plan your meals. It's brilliant. They also take it a step further. They have an amazing app that allows you to have your shopping list with you wherever you go. They automatically put everything from your recipes into your shopping list and they designate it to the store that you typically buy that item at. It's so smart. It's so intuitive, it saves me a ton of time. And let's face it, we all need to be saving time all the time, but especially at the holidays. You could plan out all of your holiday meals and have it completely ready to go. And all you have to do is look at your phone when you're at the store to know what you need to buy. It's so simple. And if you ever get confused, they have an amazing support team that gets back to you within 12 hours, but usually less. This subscription service normally is $4.95 a month or $39 a year. But like I mentioned, you guys can get it 50% off only between November 29th and December 2nd. And if you are new to Plan to Eat and you listen to this show, you can just go to plantoeat.com slash lovely and you can start a free 60 day trial instead of their normal 30 day trial. And you can still purchase a subscription during the black friday sale and your subscription will begin at the end of your trial you guys just go to plan slash lovely you can thank me later it's going to yeah. be a really interesting service <laughs> because mm-hmm. my parents neighbors um the man works at a local catholic church that's on a university campus and he mm-hmm. said why don't we just have the service there because you know it'll be free and it's a yeah. beautiful, beautiful building. Yes, it is. And mm-hmm. you guys can just you know have free reign to do whatever I you that. you know want to do and whatever. And mm-hmm. the the pastor who is going to come and be officiating is a biker pastor. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he's got long yeah. hair, full tattoos. So much. Like he could be up <laughs> there <it>. in leathers. <laughs> it's like, oh, I did not know this, but yeah. I really love this. Yeah. <laughs> so he he is just like he literally like started a church called Biker Church. Like, I mean, <laughs> so that's funny. just like who yeah. he is. And so that's amazing. He's gonna be up there, and then we're really going to have all walks of life. At mm-hmm. this service, and mm-hmm. we get to love on everyone. yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. and get to speak truth and show them God, but love and accept everyone to be there mm-hmm. and You know, we've just been like, you know, my brother would have been getting such a kick out of the fact that (laughs) this is what this all was going to look like because Mm. it's just so unorthodox, you know. Yeah. and even just it's, like being able to cling to the moments of laughter, even yes, all I know that's so such a gift to get you through right now. Yeah, the, the
0: really long, hard, you know, painful days. Oh, so.
1: yeah. <laughs> And, yes. and he, he loved laughing, and his yes. laugh is like one of those things that people remember about him. He would yes. laugh until he cried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is just such a dumb story, but I'm going to tell oh, it. Oh, I later. want to hear it. there was this stretch in high school. So I was 15. Yeah. 15. It would have been shortly after he'd had the full body. Like he was in the full body cast that, that whole surgery after that surgery, Basically it ended up that it didn't work. He ended up needing another surgery and the effects of all of the surgery in the body cast were completely reversed and he would have had to go through it again in order to walk and then no. have like intensive physical therapy and oh, he, his words. muscles had atrophied so much and at that point, that's when he ended up in the chair. Well, we lived in a four-level house. And so it was like, you come in on the living room level and then you'd go up to the kitchen and then you'd go up to the bedrooms and like, you know, so there was Mm -hmm. just no way he could get around in that house. So my parents had a house built, but in the eight months that it was being built, which was supposed to be four, we lived with my grandma and my great-grandmother in actually the house that I ended up living in with my kids. Right. Wow. Yeah. So we stayed there, all six of us, and it was awful. (laughs) It was just so ridiculous. And my grandma and granny would want us to have dinner together as much as possible. Of course. (laughs) But without fail. Without fail, at those dinners, we'd be sitting there and somebody would say something and my mom and my brother and I would get the giggles and my... Dad would be going. You guys <laughs> can't do this. You can't do this. <laughs> kicking you under the, you the table. You <laughs> gotta stop it, because we would get to laughing so hard, and he had a really sensitive gag reflex. Oh, so no. he if we got really going, he would grow up. Oh the whole no, dinner. poor thing. <laughs> but we would be just laughing so sinking hard, and then my granny <sighs> and my grandma would be going. Well, you know, we just can't even believe it, and so they became all mad, and my. Dad dad would be getting mad at us because we couldn't get control, but we would just lose it. And it was just so funny because <laughs> that's kind of always, my family has always gotten to that point where it's like, you can either laugh or you can cry. And yep. a lot of the time we laugh. Yeah. And I mean, I it's just the remember, best medicine. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my mom going into hysterics when things would just be like so awful and she would just, laugh like a crazy person and I do the same thing yeah yeah Yeah, no it's so true it's it's such good therapy because like literally if you don't laugh sometimes
0: you're gonna cry so I mean pick your favorite of the two but
1: yes (laughs) exactly Exactly. (laughs) and so there that has been such a good tool for us in the past week is to like and you know it's something people have asked about me even over the past two years like Mm -hmm. well how are you pulled together and how can Mm -hmm. you like find these funny things in life and you know it's like well because I don't want to lead a life where I'm just depressed and unhappy Mm -hmm. all the time I mean Mm -hmm. you have your moments you have your days for sure Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I don't want to just stay there And, and I don't think that's what he would want for us either. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. being able to, you know, think of all of the funny things that happened and the things that he would say and, and, you know, we, we would even poke fun of the disability sometimes because it's like what can you do I mean once he got those rods in his back you know if he started to fall over it was like a tree going down because there's no no. bending you know so no like oh timber there he goes holy cow you know you gotta yeah go get him you know but yeah it's a, a not a wrong thing yeah to laugh and be able to you know still find happy moments, even in the midst of heartbreak.
0: Yeah. I'm thankful for that for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a, you know, a small relief or respite from all the rest of it, you know? Yeah. Um. So good. Thankful that you're able to know that that's what he wants for you guys to do and that you just feel close to him when you're laughing and when you can see the funny things. And that's the memories that you have together that really are standing out to you um, over your life, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Mm. So, you know, I'm grateful that, and we've talked about this too, like the weekend before he passed, we had decorated our whole house and gotten everything ready for the Mm. holidays. I mean, obviously not knowing that this was coming in the middle of it, but having the comfort of having that done and, the glow of the twinkle lights and you yes. know, those things have been like these, these little mercies, uh, little mercies, yeah, Like comfort and, and yeah, and and joy. And I'm yeah. I'm so glad that mm-hmm. I did that. I will never wait to decorate for Christmas again. <laughs> that's right. That is yep, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's going on with me and my family and we're all just, you know, it's, it's drawn us together, which Mm. has been sweet to see. It's an interesting thing to have to walk through grief with your children. I never lost Mm. anyone when I was little Mm. and Mm -hmm. even my great grandmother was still alive until I was in my twenties. Yeah. So, you know, we, never walked through that as kids Mm
0: -hmm.
1: really um and so it's it's interesting to to go through that with them yeah and honoring the way that each of them yes need to grieve and yes. know, even with my parents you know we've talked yeah. for a lot on the podcast my mom is a six my dad is a nine and i am a three uh-huh. <laughs> we're like yeah. all the points of that triangle three know? six nine. <laughs> <laughs> and so being able to give each other the space, space. and the the honoring mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to grieve in the way that we need to grieve
0: yeah
1: it, is really important you know my mom's like i got to get all the things done. And then I'll mm-hmm. be able to grieve when I get all the things done, you yeah. know, to honor him. And my dad's like, I just want people around to distract me, you know. Yeah. And I am just like, I need to get everybody else squared away, you know. Yeah. And so. Yeah. And then seeing that in my kids too, they all mm-hmm. they all have different, you know. Mm-hmm. Some of them just want to be back in the routine. Some of them want to take some time to process it and be there with other family members and you know so I think that's a Mm -hmm. you know if I could give anybody a a recommendation is yeah no be able don't expect somebody else to grieve the same way that you are yes and Mm -hmm. and just be there with Mm -hmm. them yeah I think maybe just as I've been kind of observing
0: as it feels so like if you're the person that's trying to be that healing presence yeah. a lot of times words just, yeah, <laughs> there aren't really good words that, yeah. there are no words maybe is what I'm trying to say, yeah. but yeah. to be able to show up, there's always, you can always hug someone. You can always hold them when they're crying and you can always listen. Yeah. And, um, if so in order to do that, you kind of do have to show up. It's hard to do that over a text, I guess. So yeah. when people yeah. only have words to express their, um, just how sorry they are, um, to give grace even if that comes across you know but to be able to like almost allow like i just love the conversation about everyone grieves differently mm-hmm. and that not to judge the way someone else grieves um if it's not if it doesn't look like how you do yeah. um i think that's so important that's really helpful mckenzie for those of us who want to know like how we want to be a healing presence and a comfort to people that are hurting and mm-hmm. if you haven't walked through the loss of someone so close and so dear as your brother or your son, um, yeah. to give us words and to show us how do we do that in a way that's, um, that's helpful yeah. and that feels
1: loving and not,
0: not the other, you know.
1: Well, you're like a pro. Excited. No. I swear. <laughs> well, <laughs> I swear. Well, you've had a lot of practice with me over the past two years. Well, but I, I know, mean, but it's those I mean, practical things that are really, I feel like they've been the, the most helpful. I mean, everything you talked about from the listening, that is Mm -hmm. a practical thing, you know, letting them talk about the person and, and Mm -hmm. all that kind of thing. But, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: meals are Mm -hmm. like, that has been so helpful when people Mm -hmm. have given us meals. Yeah. And, um, like, this is silly, but my parents, like, this has been a big financial burden Mm for them. And so when people have shown up with flowers and stuff that they can then use for the funeral,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's been helpful. Not like going overboard or something, but that has been a a thing. Like that stress, taking Mm -hmm. that off of them Mm -hmm. has been a really big, a really big deal. And just like the people who've showed up in really practical ways, you know, they had a friend who has an engraving business and she engraved
0: Mm -hmm. my brother's
1: urn, you know, Mm -hmm. and And did it exactly the way that they wanted. They wanted something more modern. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and and we were able to figure all of that out. And, Mm. you know, just there, you know, last night we we had worked on the slideshow. And, you know, one thing about a Catholic church is they don't have the technology (laughs) that a lot of, like, (laughs) modern non-denominational right. churches I never <laughs> thought of that. Yeah. And so that's been a bit of a like hiccup but people came over mm-hmm. with like a projector and a screen and like helping us figure <laughs> out how to get it from my Mac computer to a PC to be able to communicate with this projector and like oh, that's all a, of that's that amazing. Yeah, yeah. All of those things, those really practical things and then not being offended when mm-hmm. we've been like we just can't we can't have you over right now, or mm-hmm. we, we appreciate that offer, but we don't want that yeah. help. You know, I think that's a huge thing is for someone in grief, they can't feel like they're stepping on toes or they're going to make somebody feel bad because they didn't accept what they were offering. Like if you're going to offer someone to mm-hmm. something to someone who is grieving, don't feel bad if they say no. If they can't accept yeah. it. Yeah. Because it my it's like my and my mom does this a lot because she's worried like she doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings she knows right. people are trying to be so generous but right. like the people who said we you can have it at this church and everything And we were like great and they said we even know a singer who <laughs> can come and sing at the wedding she sings she at funerals yeah <laughs> and I it took me like half a second to be like yeah, my brother would hate that. Like there's just (laughs) no way that he, that would, I could just see his face, like rolling his eyes going, oh no, like they did not have this lady singing some, you know, I don't know, the wind beneath my wings or something. (laughs) We just can't go there. And so being able to you know, they and they were like, okay, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. But if they've been like, well, mm-hmm. fine, you know, we we're just trying to, <laughs> then it was, it was a problem, you know. But yes. the honor that right. we were just like, nope, that is so. Thank you, but yes, we're good on that. Front. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I guess. And I think, I think, mm. you know, we haven't even turned that corner yet.
0: Right. You guys are in the very, very mi- You're not even in the middle. You're in the beginning stages. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and it's like my, I, people have said to my mom, <laughs> oh, wow, you're doing the funeral really quickly. But in a lot of ways we had to do that so that I would have my kids for the yeah. funeral so that they could be there and I could be, you know, grieving with them that weekend. Right. And we had to do it mm-hmm. now or it was going to be pushed out into december right. or you know we couldn't do it the, the week of thanksgiving and you know so we're right. getting rid of getting this done and then we move into thanksgiving week which is when this will air and that uh-huh. i think is then all the planning's done You know, I, I, I hope, I don't know that this will happen, but I hope that a few people like friends of my mom's will still step forward with some meals and whatnot, Mm -hmm. because I think that it, that's really when it's going to hit her. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's probably like my final recommendation to people. I'm Mm -hmm. not there yet, but I'm assuming this, it's going to get a lot harder and that people maybe hang on a little while after The funeral because that's when real life sets back in
0: right and the 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 grief is still gonna come in waves and you can't put a timeline on grief and um um, so that I mean just not forgetting
1: yeah after all of yeah well my mom is so Mm. busy this week getting Mm. everything ready for the funeral and next week is when I think it's really going to hit her. The quiet, yeah. Well, and she still was such a caretaker to him. Yeah. I mean, she made sure he had his protein shake in the morning and she, you know, like she was doing all of those things still Mm and making sure he had the medical supplies. I mean, he did a lot of that too, but Mm -hmm. that's when it's going to all of a sudden be like, that that part is gone. Right. So, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's... That's the gist of it. I hope this could be somehow, you know, helpful to someone out there who's listening to it and mm-hmm. hopefully you know that like my brother had some real legitimate struggles in his life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No one is denying that, but he also was one of the kindest, <laughs> most mm-hmm. loving, compassionate mm-hmm. people that I've ever mm-hmm. met. And I wouldn't be who I am today mm-hmm. If it weren't for him. Mm-hmm. So someday I'll see him again. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Which is a direct quote from Hamilton. <laughs> oh, I love that.
0: Well, thank you, Mackenzie. Um, thank you. Thank you Michelle. for letting us into your heart. And especially when this is just so fresh and raw and um, the pain is just, <laughs> it's all consuming, I'm sure. Yes. Um, and, I just thought about, you know, so many people are willing to share their story after the grief has passed and they're able to, you know, but to really let us into that is such an honor mm-hmm. and um, it's not something that's lost on us. And we're just, we are holding you up and we're with you right now. And um, we just love you. And um, yeah, thank you for being so brave and taking just the love that and honor that you've shown Caleb and your parents. Um, this last week and how you are um I, I just feel like God is carrying you in ways I've seen just to strengthen you. Um that seems uh like it must be coming from him because yeah <laughs> I, I just I put myself in your shoes and I just I don't think I could do this. I can't I couldn't do what you're doing and um with all the other things you're carrying. And so um thank you. Thank you yeah. for letting us in. Well,
1: thank you for listening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, well, we're going to come back next week with a much more fun episode. We had wanted to do like a gift guide and stuff. So we're hoping to be able to pull that together. Sorry, it wasn't before Black Friday, guys. But that's okay. It's going to be good enough. Yeah. yeah, For all those last minute gifts, right? Yeah, yeah last minute <laughs> yeah
0: post black friday
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> all right well thank you shell and we'll be back again next week thank you, thank you. Right, ladies that's it for this week's episode if you would like to read my brother's obituary it will be available in our show notes which you can find at boldturquoise.com/144 we will also hopefully be posting a link to our gift guide in these show notes even though we didn't go through it today so you can get a little extra early peek on those before we have our actual full episode next week where we talk about those things so be looking for that in today's show notes again you should be able to scroll down and iTunes to access the show notes or go over to boldturgoys.com slash 144. And of course, if you want to be in the inner sanctum of cultivating the lovely, if you want the extra content that we deliver, if you want your episodes ad-free and early and to be able to get in on our Trello board where now we're moving into not just getting ready for the holidays, but also getting ready for New Year's and putting into place all the things that we've been talking about and really savoring this holiday season, even in the midst of grief I think it's so important that we Take advantage of the magic of Christmas and the holidays and being together with family. And so we are going to be talking about that a lot more in the group and really preparing for New Year, which is my favorite holiday of the year. And we are working on getting ourselves ready and doing a lot of self-assessment for that. So you can join us in Patreon at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely. We would love to have you over there, especially gearing up for New Year. Also, if you want to leave us a rating and review in iTunes, it's so, so appreciated because it really does help to bump us up in the standings on iTunes and get iTunes to recommend us to other people. So you just got to leave, you know, a five-star review, say a quick line about what you like about the show, and it makes a really big difference. So thank you so much to those of you who've already done that. And for those of you who are about to All right, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And next week, we'll be back with all the gift, guide, fun, and goodness. All right, until next week, go be bold and gracious.